Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, 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 everybody. Greg Brasso with the phones ringing in the background. We've got such a night going on down in Marshfield, folks. Uh, For those of you not familiar with the area, that we've had some uh, terrific rain and windstorms over the last couple of days, and they've uh, actually uh, wiped out the transmitter that we have at WMEX and uh, has caused some havoc here. But uh, we've gone to Plan B early, and... Although we were planning on Zooming uh, our guests in tonight because of some communications problems, we're just going back to the old-fashioned method of a rotary phone. So on one of our most forward-thinking nights, we're going to the most basic of technologies, just using the phone. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, uh, at least one of my guests. I don't know if they're both on the air yet. Oh, both guests are on. Wonderful. Uh my my dear friends, as I look back uh, on this year, as tumultuous as it was, uh, I, I think that the radio station uh, and I have met uh, some great people and uh, none more greater than the two ladies that are on tonight. Uh, uh, without further ado, I want to reintroduce my, my dear friends, Dr. Anna Hola and her sidekick, Dr. Vow, both from St. Elizabeth's Hospital. Ladies, welcome. Thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you for having us. Well, sorry we had to go to Plan B here, but we got a little bit of rough weather, as I'm sure you're aware of. Yes, it has been rough, and we appreciate you still moving forward with the show tonight. We're very happy to be here. Yeah, it was a little difficult. Uh, Parts of 3A were were shut down. I had to take some detours. Uh, We're we're both uh, Hingham, Situate, Cohasset, and Marshfield are about 90% without power, so... It was real interesting coming up to the intersections without any working lights. Oh, my goodness. Well, glad you made it safe. I I wouldn't miss tonight's show, ladies, because, uh, you know, you folks are doing some terrific work. uh, And and with the the, uh, addressing of uh, Parkinson's disease within the veterans community, uh, you folks are certainly leaders uh, in that regard. And. I'm happy to have you on tonight to talk about uh, your great event you're putting together. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it very much. We're thrilled that next week on Thursday, November 4th, we're going to be collaborating with the Parkinson's Foundation to host a conference that's going to be covering the environmental exposures in veterans with Parkinson's disease. And we're going to be speaking for about an hour on the different types of environmental contaminants like Agent Orange, water contamination. We'll talk a little bit about burn pits and fumes, jet fuel exposure and Parkinson's, and then talk about head trauma in addition to that as a an additional environmental factor that the veterans are exposed to that can increase their risk for Parkinson's. Wow, boy, that's a that's a full plate. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of issues for you to 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 t- talk about. Sounds like you'll have a really a, a, a lots of data this year. 
Yes, we do have some increasing data, so that's wonderful. And we still have registration open. Right now we have over 1,200 registrants because this is open nationwide and it's been marketed. Wow. We have a lot of people joining us, but everybody is welcome. And the way to register is online at parkinson.org backslash NEVETS for New England Vets. So parkinson.org backslash N-E-Vets, V-E-T-S. So we are excited to be able to open that up to all of your listeners as well, anybody who's interested, either to learn about it more for themselves or for somebody they know perhaps who is afflicted with Parkinson's. It's, ama- it's amazing, the folks and in, in here in the veterans community, a 35-year veteran, Colin Powell, that uh, General Colin Powell passed away. He, unfortunately, was a, Pac- a Parkinson survivor. Uh, I'm sorry, Parkinson sufferer as well. So be interesting with all his experience in the military, what, what level of impact that had on, on his uh, uh, connection with the, with the problem. Exactly. And so we know from, you know, those studies that have been done that some of it has to do with proximity to contaminants, right? So we know about Agent Orange in terms of the exposures, and that includes obviously the areas in Vietnam, but also including some other additional areas. Um, And people who may be, were on C-1, 2, 3 planes where there was some Agent Orange residue or individuals who are in the Korean demilitarized zone, a variety of different areas, and also the Blue Water Navy Vietnam vets, all of those individuals potentially had some exposure um, if they were in those areas, and it was Vietnam and Cambodia. So there are quite a few individuals who could have been exposed to Agent Orange and may have increased their risk for Parkinson's related to that. And so we'll be talking a little bit about that, and of course, how vets who might have some of these issues can get some help through the VA services with their veteran service officer and the resources that are available to them. Well, that's that's what we try to we try to steer the vets that way as much as we can. It's a under under uh, utilized resource here that we have in Massachusetts and uh you know on through the the week doctors uh, I I'd like to uh help promote this uh, the symposium, not only uh, through our, our show here uh, tonight and on WMEX, but uh, on the regular uh, radio broadcast during the day, uh, because this is going to be not just targeted uh, at vets, will it, or, or primarily targeted towards the veteran community? So this talk is primarily targeted towards vets, yes. Okay, so we great. have other education that we do for Parkinson's patients in general, but this one is going to be really focused towards vets, vet exposure, you know, vet risk factors and things like that. So it's very um, specific. And I think that, you know, not just to vets themselves, but as I said, people that they may know, you know, service members they may have served with and now they see developing Parkinson's, this will be useful for those individuals to hear about as well. Well, I was, and I was talking to my good friend Mike uh, out in Chicago, uh, uh, my my friend that's uh, the, one of the big reasons why uh, we're all talking tonight is because of my association with uh, with with his situation. But uh, he actually forwarded your flyer to me that he received through the Parkinson's Foundation. Well, that's great news that it's getting all the way out to Chicago. 
and hopefully from see this shining sea, hopefully all the people in the West will be able to hear about it and sign up and participate as well. It's right smack in the middle of the day, so accessible time for everybody. It's going to be from 12 to 1.30 again next Thursday. And I suspect that they will probably have it taped so that it might be able to be viewed after that. But we really would love people to join us during the session because we're going to have an open session for questions and answers. We have a lot of questions that have already come through that we're going to be addressing, but we will open up the, the lines as well. So if people have a specific question that they have that they're you know, have a burning desire to have answered, we were going to do our very best to answer those questions as well. You know, ladies, if I could just make a slight suggestion, um, try to get as many questions in advance as you can, only because some of the questions might be a little bit lengthy and we only have an hour and a half time you want to address you know, as much as you can and get as much information out there. So I'm, I'm sure you ladies will figure it out, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's many, many questions to be answered uh, relative to these problems. Yes, definitely. And while our talk uh, next Thursday is going to be focused primarily on environmental issues, we do know that there are some genetic risk factors for Parkinson's disease as well. And we're very excited to have partnered now with Parkinson's Foundation to offer genetic testing as well in our local community for those who are interested in getting tested for the newly identified risk factors in terms of the genes. And Dr. Vow is leading our study on that at our site. Yes, actually, we are very excited. We've already started um, doing a lot of work on genetic testing. A lot of patients are coming in very interested in participating. It's actually very easy to participate. All it involves is um, giving the sample of a buccal smear. We just um, collect samples from the cheek, and and that's it. And they don't have to, then they get the, the answers a few weeks later. And we also offer genetic counseling. So it's a very uh, well-designed study, and we would love to understand more about the genetic contribution in Parkinson's and help us understand furthermore what causes Parkinson's and how we can tackle it and treat it. So, so if you, yeah. I, I mean, Wolfie and I, we don't talk about gene therapy or 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 frosted flakes very often. So, if I could ask a question, you're actually going to be able to detect by some sort of magic whether someone has a proclivity towards uh, developing Parkinson's disease without exterior factors getting involved. Well, that is only if someone has the genetic mutation. Not everyone has a gene or a mutation that causes Parkinson's. So far, we know it's about 10%, but the suspicion is that it could be higher. So that's what we really want to do is get um, as many patients, as many people with Parkinson's involved as possible to really get to understand what is the genetic um, co- contribution or cause to Parkinson's, and then you know is it's it's genetic and it's environmental. So if so, there's many people exposed to the same um, toxins that we just talked about, why do some patients develop Parkinson's and some don't? So that all needs to be understood. That maybe someone has a gene that may predispose someone to 
develop Parkinson's with an environmental exposure. So these are the things we want to understand. What, what about, uh, you know, Dr., if, if you don't mind, uh, we're, we're just coming up on our first break. If, uh, I want to uh, take our first uh, uh, break, but I want to come back to you. I have a couple of more questions, if you don't mind. Uh, we're going to spend some time talking about it. So uh, if you don't mind holding on, ladies, we'll be right back to, to continue the discussion. Happy to be here. Okay, great, girls. Thank you, girls. Great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, doctors, majors, colonels. You guys are wonderful. We love you. Larry, take it away, kid, and we'll be back after these messages. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service kicks off another great tire sale in October. Score big with incredible savings. Buy three Yokohama tires, get the fourth one free. Plus, save an additional $70 instantly on any set of four Bridgestone tires. There's plenty of time on the clock. This sale's happening all month long. Don't forget to schedule an appointment online for our vehicle health report. Our ASE certified technicians will inspect your car and provide the maintenance you need. Find out more at SullivanTire.com. We're always here to get you there. Eligible for TRICARE? It doesn't get better than U.S. Family Health Plan, a terrific TRICARE choice for military families and retirees. You get all the benefits of TRICARE, plus some great extras like chiropractic care and a 24-hour nurse advice line. With U.S. Family Health Plan's large network of civilian physicians and hospitals, it's easy to find a great doctor. It's free for active-duty families, and for military retirees, it's very affordable. Find out more at usfamilyhealth.org or call 1-888-815-5510. That's 1-888-815-5510. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veteran Voice Radio with Wolfie here as we talk to... uh, our great friends from St. Elizabeth's Hospital, Dr. Vow and Dr. Holler, to... Uh, did, did they call just to make us look bad? No, help it, it doesn't take much, Wolfie. It's you, a low you, bar. No, no it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a low bar. These are uh, two of the brightest uh, ladies that uh, have ever appeared on our show, and their, their research and their work is uh, uh, just a- astronomically important. And uh, uh, meeting them and finding out what's going on with the veterans community in this horrible problem that uh, is uh, is chasing all these veterans. So, Dr. Holler, Dr. Vow, uh, we, we appreciate uh, uh, you coming on, and I, I think we've got uh, Keith is out there, too. I, I think this is your Keith, is it not? It is. I am out there as well. Welcome, Keith. Good to have you on. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having us, and I just want to uh, give a shout-out to all of our veterans. I know Veterans Day is coming up next month, and we have our program that we're doing with the Parkinson's Foundation next week, and we are having an overwhelming response, so we're very happy and pleased the way things are evolving. We want to thank you for your great support in getting the word out to our veterans community. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're doing our best. You know, when I, I hear there's 1,200 folks already signed up to participate, and uh, now, would they listen to this through Zoom or, or through a telephone call-in? How would someone... Uh, how, how would they go about listening to your uh, to your your broadcast? Yeah, so they register online at parkinson.org backslash nevets New England vets, and what they do then is they'll get a link and they'll just click on the link and it's a Zoom, so they'll be able to see the presentation and then when the presentation is done, they're able to submit questions that then we will be answering live. And that was parkinson.org. Uh, backslash uh, any vets. 
That's exactly right, and that's part of the Parkinson's Foundation. There are collaborators on this event. Oh, terrific! Yeah, uh, as uh, we would we were talking, my buddy Mike out in Chicago, he already uh, received the flyer. So uh, I I think that uh, that's a testimony to to the importance of of your work and. Uh, and just touching, uh, Dr. Val, you were talking about the genetic research. Um, it, it, as I understand, there's some Vietnam-era veterans that unfortunately are passing on some of their problems, um, not only to their children, but their grandchildren. W- w- have you addressed that subject at all? or Is it something that you folks have, have, have talked about or looked at? So this is also a very important observation. You're correct. So we're talking about grandchildren, and we just talked about the genetic um, potential contribution to to developing Parkinson's. Maybe these uh, patients did have some genetic composition that would prime them to have Parkinson's, and then with um, the different environmental exposure, they eventually developed Parkinson's, and this was something that was running in the family. So that's, yes, very interesting observations as well. Well, now, now we're, we're in touch with the Vietnam Veterans uh, Association, both of Massachusetts and, and, and in, in America. Are, are Vietnam veterans more, are, are they showing the most symptoms? Is it the, the Gulf War, this desert storm with the burn pits? Who, who are you seeing to be most af- afflicted and affected by this problem? So right now, the numbers are highest in the Vietnam group, and some of that has to do with the toxins in Vietnam War, but also the age. So as people get older, their risk for developing Parkinson's increases because you have to lose a certain amount of dopamine cells, and that's the chemical in the brain that helps with movement. You have to lose a certain amount before you get symptomatic, and usually that happens over time. So most people manifest their symptoms in their 60s to 70s, and so that's why we're seeing it more in the Vietnam vet crew now. But what we expect is over time, individuals who are involved in other types of um, war types of environment um, and different theaters are going to potentially also manifest because of their environmental exposures as well. So we think that Parkinson's has to do with an underlying genetic issue and then environmental toxins and other things that people get exposed to when they have a genetic risk, and that makes them more likely to develop Parkinson's overall. And then if they do have the genetic issues, as Dr. Val mentioned, they potentially could pass some of that on to future generations. So what we're trying to do is inform as much as we can individuals about the things that may have contributed to their Parkinson's so that they can be informed and potentially get tested for genetic issues or get registered for different types of environmental studies and then have better information to be able to explain to family as well. Is, uh, is there any testing that, that w- might be available that would predict 5 or 10 or 20 years in advance, uh, for example, the Desert Storm uh, era of uh, uh, veterans? Is there anything that you've learned from the Vietnam era vets that m- might lead to uh, some sort of a marker that, would, that you could look for in the, in the younger vets and, and, and predict it as early as possible? 
So there's a study right now called PPMI, which is looking at markers, early markers for Parkinson's disease. And it's a very involved study that involves looking at blood and spinal fluid and scans of the brain to try and best identify individuals as early as possible. That study is still gathering data, but what we suspect is that Sooner, probably within the next three to five years, there likely will be some testing that we can do early on to be able to predict who's going to develop symptoms. And the reason we would want to predict early is because we want to find interventions that prevent the disease or slow the disease in a much more significant way so that we identify high-risk people, we intervene and potentially dramatically reduce or even eventually eliminate Parkinson's disease as a disease process. Oh, boy, wouldn't, wouldn't that be terrific? That's I hope that, uh, you know, I, I, that's why I'm so glad to, to help you folks out uh, uh, you know, just the fact that my uh, best uh, my best buddy Mikey uh, has has the problem. But when when I saw the 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 statistics according to the VA that some hundred and ten thousand veterans are already uh, uh, diagnosed with the problem, if that's the case, ladies, what what do you think? Is there another hundred and ten thousand that haven't been diagnosed yet? It's a great question. There are. A lot of studies that show that people start to manifest some symptoms before their tremor or stiffness and slowness, and maybe some early signs are things like difficulty with loss of sense of smell or more problems with constipation or even some sleep disturbances. And Dr. Val can tell you a little bit about the sleep disturbances that sometimes can predate difficulties with Parkinson's as well. What might that be, Dr. Val? Yeah, so... Um... A lot of patients, even 10 years or 12 years before the actual onset of the tremors or the muscle stiffness or the slow movements, may experience what we call acting out of their dreams. So they're having a dream like everybody else, only instead of being paralyzed and still in their sleep, they're actually living their dreams, they're acting out. And these dreams are typically not very nice dreams. They're they're very um, violent dreams with quite negative emotions. So they may end up uh, punching their spouse or, or falling out of bed while they're trying to flee danger or wow. run away and or try to chase someone. So they can actually be quite um, an in, uh, a risk for injuries or um, significant injuries that may lead to hospitalization. So these we do see very early on, even before the diagnosis. Like I said, it can be even a f- whole decade before um, someone is diagnosed. Now, that doesn't mean that once they have these dreams, they will be developing Parkinson's, that's not for sure, because that can be seen in other neurodegenerative disorders, um, such as types of dementias like Lewy body dementia or other atypical Parkinson's. But overall, it is a it is a marker that there may developing some neurodegenerative disorder. Wow. Wow, ladies, you, you are truly amazing. Uh, and, and our amazing clock says that we have to take one last commercial break. So uh, would you two ladies and Keith mind holding on and uh, we'll get you on for another uh, 15 minutes after this break? Sounds wonderful. Sounds great. All right, guys, that, that's great. So why don't you take us away, Larry, and uh, 
We'll uh, pay attention to our sponsors and come back and talk some more to our friends from St. Elizabeth's Hospital and the work they do within uh, the Parkinson's world. Take it away, Larry. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso here with Wolfie talking to our friends from St. Elizabeth's about the uh, the great uh, symposium that they have in, uh, next week uh, on the 4th. Uh, and one of the things I wanted to... Uh, 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 just just talk about ladies is is an occurrence that um, is drawing some eyebrows. Uh, I found out uh, we had a, a, some wonderful ladies here in the show. They were gold star wives, and they were gold star wives from whose whose husbands both died, um, uh, not while in Vietnam, but as a result of problems directly related to Vietnam, um, be it, I, I guess it was Agent Orange, and contributed to their, uh, uh, both of their husbands' early, uh, early painful uh, deaths. But at, at some point recently, the government has changed the identification of gold star wives. Your husband does not have to be killed in action to be considered a gold star wife these both these ladies that were on one husband died in in 2015 the other one died in 2017 and they both are now uh, given gold star wife status they just got back from DC they went down to get the official status they're in the shelter we'll talk about that later and 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 so lady you know it's 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 just it's just something that you know that maybe if if as the veterans are are suffering and it's and it's related to uh the problems from being in country in Vietnam boy there are some survivor benefits that might the door might be open so you know we'd yeah. like to address that and everybody I'm talking to is saying no that can't be but yes Yes, it's, so, uh, uh, have you heard of that 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 situation? So what we have been working on, and I'll let Keith address this as well, is you know when we have a an individual who comes in with Parkinson's disease, we actually talk a lot about you know whether or not the individual has looked for benefits, and then we talk about the benefits for the vet and the benefits for the spouse as well. So Keith will talk a little bit about how we address that in our visits. Perfect. So one thing that we do do um, during the initial visit and throughout the entire visits with uh, our veterans in Parkinson's disease, um, we want to make sure that they access um, any benefits that might be entitled to them. So we encourage them to speak with the VSO, the Veteran Service Officer, through the Atana Hall. And to this day, I'm still amazed with some veterans that are maybe not aware that that exists for them. So it's education continues to be important for them. Um, and we try to advocate as much. We know it sometimes it's, it takes a lot of uh, paperwork to get things done, but we want to make sure that they at least have that knowledge. And we know that every city, town, and hall has their own VSO um, through the Veterans Administration. So that's one thing that we do. We want to make sure that's discussed during each visit. Sure. Well, and, and, and we are great supporters of the Veteran Services officers, and uh, 
you know, all you vets uh, and families that are listening to us out there, please, uh, we're the only state in the nation uh, that's required by law to have a veteran services officer in each city uh, and town uh, based on population. So uh, there's over 300 great VSOs out there. And, uh, 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 you know, that's, as, as, as the doctors have said, Keith, that's uh, the, the first step that uh, I, I think all vets should be, uh, should be taking. Is that not correct? That's correct. I'm, I'm also very humbled by our older veterans that feel that, well, oh, I, I don't need these services. Yeah. I think there's more, more veterans that need more services. And I still remind them that they served our country and we honor them for serving our country. And these benefits are just as much valuable to them or as anyone else. So we try to encourage them. And, and, and it does help them out either in the early stage or late stage. And uh, some patients have been able to get handicapped vans as well as their bathrooms redone over or, or a, a scooter or whatever to make their life quality of life. And we want to make sure that they have quality of life. Uh, we notice that, you know, they, they are the brave and they continue to keep our country uh, free. So we do want to make sure that we honor them as much as that we can do for them. And, and during these times now, unfortunately, Keith, um, a lot of the other 501c3s that are out there have had trouble raising uh, uh, funds and, and keeping their activities at the level they'd like to. So the VA becomes, I think, even more important now. Uh, um, you know, uh, VA has pretty deep pockets. Yeah, and I would say, too, that the VA provides, as Keith mentioned, they can provide equipment, they can provide resources in the home, so physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. They also can provide some resources for the caregiver as well, so respite care, things like that, the home renovations Keith talks about. And the other thing is we can help the the vets get access to the VA for other types of resources like all of their medications that are covered in the VA formulary for free. So these are additional resources that can be really a great benefit. So we want anybody who has Parkinson's to really, and who is a vet, to uh, look into the the resources that they are eligible for. I I wish Chuck was in tonight, but I'm sure uh, down in Plymouth he's got no power tonight. Um, But I'm I'm wondering if, if a veteran does not qualify for VA health care because um, uh, uh, honorably discharged, but makes too much money, does well, has their own private insurance. If if, if they get Parkinson's disease and it's gone back to the military, will, will that military service, would that consider them as being disabled even though they make more than the VA allows them to make? And these are great questions that are kind of, you know, specific to individuals, and this is how the VSO individual can really be helpful to us. But I would say that of all of our patients who were eligible for VA benefits in terms of their disability, they've all been able to receive benefits of one sort or another. And so whether or not there's some differences in terms of what they can access that's a possibility, but they all, the ones that we have had go through the system, have received some benefits from the VA, so it's really behooves people to look into it. And I would say, too, that, you know, in addition, you can have the VA benefits and access the VA health care, but continue to have health care on the outside, too. 
So there are a number of our vets who follow with us in the Movement Disorder Clinic at St. Elizabeth, but who episodically see uh, neurologists at the VA to be able to access those resources. So we see them more frequently because there aren't a lot of movement disorder specialists in the VA system. So they aren't able to meet the needs of every single movement disorder patient. So we collaborate with the VA and we see the patients more frequently and provide recommendations and care. And then the VA can help in terms of the resources, the funding for the medications and these types of wonderful things. So we're so happy to be able to collaborate with the VA around that care. Well, and, and, and I've worked with the Boston VA healthcare system for a number of years now, and and I don't know what happens in uh, Missouri or Oklahoma, but uh, all we hear is the tremendous work that uh, uh, is involved here and the camaraderie among the uh, different hospitals, uh, both from the VA and the private hospitals in Boston. I, I know you folks reach out and uh, uh, and you folks were commended uh, nationally because of your outreach into the into the general hospital community. Were you not? We have been very fortunate to receive local and national recognition for the care that we're providing to the movement disorder patients. So we're we're very excited about that. And I think too, the other thing we want to let people know is no matter what hospital system you see, you know, and get your care from, whether it be MGH or the BI or BMC or even, you know, whatever healthcare system, we are always available either for an opinion or a second opinion at St. Elizabeth as well. And sometimes, you know, if you feel like you need another set of eyes on your care or another set of ears to listen to what you've been going through. In terms of Parkinson's, we are all a collaborative community, and so we're happy to provide any additional support or resources that people need. Aside from the from the uh, big symposium next week, during regular uh, business times, how could some could could uh, a veteran call you folks and reach out to you folks to maybe get some advice or ask a couple of questions? Yeah, so I'll let Keith give you the information for our department and how people can access our resources. And then I'll let Dr. Val follow that with how to access the resources for this study and get their genetic testing for free. So, Keith, you want to start? Sure. So, uh, St. Elizabeth's Hospital is uh, the flagship hospital for Stewart Medical Center. Um, And we are also very fortunate that Dr. Val also not only sees patients there in Brighton, we see patients um, with Dr. Holler in Fall River, and Dr. Val sees patients in Brockton. Uh, Quincy Newton, Dr. Holler goes out to Neshoba Valley. So we're kind of, um, we're very fortunate with the nine hospitals. We cover all of Massachusetts. And if people are looking for an evaluation or a second opinion, they feel free to contact us at St. Elizabeth's Outpatient Neurology at 617 617- Seven eight nine two three seven five, and people are more welcome if they're looking for an appointment. They want to ask for me. I can see what we can do about um, getting schedules. As you probably can realize, that Dr. Vow and Dr. Holler are in quite high demand in the Stewart Healthcare System throughout you know, Massachusetts for evaluations. But we're doing. We will make accommodations to get our veterans in for an evaluation. Wonderful, wonderful. That's that's perfect, Keith. Thank you. And and Dr. Val, you had some other information, please? Yes. So uh, if you have a paper and pencil, please take down. And if you're interested in the genetic testing that we're doing for free, 
please contact our uh, research coordinator, Caitlin Ramsey. That's K-A-I-T-L-Y-N dot R-A-M-S-A-Y at steward dot org. That's S-T-E-W-A-R-D dot O-R-G. And then um, there's also a phone number. You can call her directly at 843-513-7362. Perfect. So if you didn't get that, uh, you may contact Keith, and he can also send you all the information. So that, that That's great. That's perfect. Uh, Wolfie and I try to give out as many phone numbers as we can. And uh, once again, we're going to repeat this show uh, next Tuesday night here on WATD from 7 to 8. So, uh, you know, we'll be repeating all this message tonight. We're going to try to get the show uh, even archived by next week so that people will uh, find out a little bit more about what's going on uh, uh, on October 4th. But, uh, I, I, you know, if you already have 1,200, you may... You may end up with a couple of thousand people listening to you. Wouldn't that be a great, uh, That's a, wonderful. A That's great exciting. testimony? Would, would really excited. help validate how important uh, what you are, guys are up to. We're, we're very excited, and we're very excited that our program, uh, in collaboration from St. Elizabeth's Hospital with Parkinson's Foundation, has gone nationwide. So we're very uh, honored to have our providers provide some great information with your knowledge and expertise with Parkinson's disease and veterans. So we're, um, we're, we're more than we could expect it with over 1,200 participants at wow. this time. Excellent. Hey, and I have a, a, a just a, a, a kind of a, a question for next year. Next July, we're going to have an, our, our huge event in Quincy again uh, at Pageant Field. Um, Dr. Val, would you, or would you, or could you, or would we, or could we set up some genetic testing to be done at, at an event like that with a thousand vets there? <laughs> I would definitely need some help. I would love to. Yes, that would be wonderful. The good news is that this study goes on for four years. Uh, we can certainly be there, give information. The testing may, will not be able to be done on site as it has to be. Uh, approved by as a research site, okay. but however, we can talk about how we can even send the kids home to your home. So, to um, we can certainly be there. I would love to talk about it. Absolutely, great. And you 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 saw the show this year, so it's going to be much the same. But this year we had a thousand vets. Next year we're liable to have two thousand. The way things are going. And Doctor Hola, we can have the uh, Nordic Horde with their swords oh. and broad axes do the testing. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, I can help with that. I know how to do this. <laughs> you see, that's that's why we have Wolfie, you know, because he, uh, he it's that missing pink. He's a missing piece. He's like the missing link. Yeah, you don't have to genetic test me. It's not there. No, he's got no genetics. No, 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 no. We're starting with a blank slate. But, uh, ladies, I'm so happy to, uh, to, to, to let... To have you allow me to popularize your your event, you're doing such great work, and uh, you know that's what the show is here is all about. It's about the wonderfulness of our guests, and uh, certainly not much uh, not much more wonderful than uh, than the three of you uh, great friends that we have out there. So, in well, in, in closing, folks, what do you uh, what would you like to say to everybody out there? Well, I think that we are happy to continue to educate the community about 
Parkinson's disease, help individuals to understand their risks in terms of genetics and the environment, and help to care for them and provide them with resources that are available to them, particularly our vets who have served so many and have given so much. We are happy to help give back and to help to support them through this journey. Well, well put, and I would expect nothing less, and uh, I want to thank you all for everything that you do, and uh, Best wishes uh, for for next uh, for for next uh, Thursday. And once again, what was the uh, the website for people to sign up? And the website again is parkinson.org, p a r k i n s o n dot org backslash n e for New England vets. So parkinson.org backslash n e vets. Great, and and and. Uh, Boy, if you already have 1,200, boy, wouldn't it be great if you could double that and get a couple of thousand people listening to you? That'll be wonderful. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm, we're going to do our best. We're going to keep talking about you all all, all week. And uh, uh, once again, thanks for taking the time tonight. And uh, we wish you all the best of success and uh, hope uh, we get to see each other soon somewhere. I hope so, so too. You both take care. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, That was Dr. Uh, Hola, Dr. Vow, and uh, great friend and uh, associate Keith Ciccone, uh, all from St. Elizabeth's Hospital, uh, putting together this great symposium coming up uh, next Thursday. But, uh, Larry, why don't we take our last break here and uh, let our messages be said, and uh, we'll come back to say goodnight to some folks and give a couple of uh, emergency uh, notices out there. So take it away, Lab. We'll be right back. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service kicks off another great tire sale in October. Score big with incredible savings. Buy three Yokohama tires, get the fourth one free. Plus, save an additional $70 instantly on any set of four Bridgestone tires. There's plenty of time on the clock. This sale's happening all month long. Don't forget to schedule an appointment online for our vehicle health report. Our ASE certified technicians will inspect your car and provide the maintenance you need. Find out more at SullivanTire.com. We're always here to get you there. No, no, uh, here we are uh, yeah. uh, getting ready uh, to, s- glad we all survived uh, this uh, storm, and I'm looking at the lineup of uh, folks coming in uh, following us. Dr. Joe has uh, made it in with his cohorts, yeah, so uh, it's a big night here in uh, in, yeah, in Marshfield. Mark was just here and everything. But what's going on, uh, yeah. Wolfie? Uh, yeah. There's what been some is, confusion about, about yeah. Red Cross shelters opening. Yeah, so let's clear that. First of all, I think we were attacked by beavers because there's trees down on the roads everywhere. everywhere. We had a beaver attack, I think. And, we need more Alaskan bush people. Oh, my gosh. So um, Weymouth and Red Cross and... and um, Salvation Army and the Medical Reserve Corps, we all set up. Uh, it's always been planned. Uh, the Weymouth High School at One Wildcat Way in the gym, and we have that all set up because it's warm. There's uh, We have people One in One Wildcat Way is on Pleasant Street in Weymouth, just so everybody knows. Thank, it's, it's at the intersection of Pleasant Street and Park Street. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. And it's not far from South Shore Hospital. Not right up the street. And, um, and what's open there? What's going the on there? The gymnasium is open. The, so, and we, okay. And we have cots there. And the most important thing is we have those oxygen machines from, from Clinical One. 
that they call them um, condensers or something, the oxygenated. So the people have to come in and charge their batteries for their own oxygen. We have oxygen tanks there. Looks like those acetylene tanks. Yeah. And then we have those machines. So they just plug the machines in and they put that stuff in their nose and they stay there for the night. And then we have some food and some hot food and some cots and some blankets. And and the um, the Gold Star wives were, were there. Really? Yeah, they just got back from D.C. and they're home and they're freezing. Wow. And one of them comes in, you wow. know, our favorite comes in, Jeanette, and she says, I'm freezing. I said, that's ridiculous. Why didn't you come here before we... And she says, my sister's home freezing. I said, I'm going to punch you in the nose if you don't go pick up your sister. Yeah. So she runs and gets her sister. Sister's blue. We wrap her in blankets. We get them all set. We feed them. And, and, and that's um, in North... They must be from South Weymouth area. North Weymouth, our power, we never lost it. Yeah, 80% power out in Weymouth, and the whole rest of the South Shore except Hull was 100% out. So... The poor people are getting cold. Yeah. And so some are coming in just to charge their phones. Do that. Come in, charge your phones. They'll be open in the morning, too. So before you go to work, we'll have breakfast for you. But anyone that's cold tonight, you know, I always tease around a kid, but I'm serious. Anyone that's a cold tonight, get your tail done. Some people came by Uber. Yeah. Some people came from the ambulances from the hospital. And they come in there so we can warm them up. It's all clean. There's bathrooms. The place is spotless. Well, well, in, the, in, the, in the past, there was confusion about... People not wanting to leave their pets at home. Yeah, we can take the now pets. Now what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Put them in, the, in their boxes. The, in the, the carrier the, or the, some yeah, sort. The, pet, the dogs and the cats. Yeah. And we can put them with you in the... Um, the automobiles thing. It's all set up for that. Thank you, Greg. Because Greg is a, a dog guy. That's why I remember. I wouldn't. I couldn't leave my house and leave no, my dog No, nobody can behind. leave. We had to change all the regulations because sure. nobody could leave that. So pack your pet. Listen, they need to be warm, too. As Ben would say, your furry, feather, leathery <laughs> friends of Flying, for whatever. Flying yeah. Throw them in the bag. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's the right thing. Throw them in a the bag. Not exactly, and, but. And get up there and stay warm for the night. You can stay for a couple of hours or stay for the night. And um, everybody set up the sweetest Red Cross people in the whole world are there. That's why I'm on the show. That's why you're they not there. They made me come on the yeah, show, I, I, so now, I wouldn't harass everybody. I, I, any word on on on? It seems like by Saturday they expect most of the power to be back. Have you heard anything about yes, that? Yes, it sounds to me like the uh, the trunk lines, the major feeder lines are starting to get up and running and they're starting to get up um, not so much the little neighborhoods but the town buildings and the schools and the hospitals. Is that what they do? The main feeder lines yeah. first and yes. then do all the cul-de-sacs yeah. and all that stuff yeah. and then running? Well, yeah, before the cul-de-sacs they do the town buildings, the senior centers and stuff so they have yeah. their warming centers there yeah. You know, to make sure the schools are up. And then they were thinking tomorrow um, it was going to do that all night tonight and all day. And then tomorrow they were hoping to get to neighbors, just in general. Yeah. And, but and a lot of crews are up. What was there 250 chainsaw crews out working? Plus, really? Yeah, plus all the regular. And, and what we found out the hard way is the state crews can't go on private property. So like I was at Susan's house all day with the chainsaw cutting and stuff. So the power crew can come in to put the wire back on the house. Yeah. So the local people, uh, not local people, all us peasants, um, need to hire a company to cut the trees out of the way. So the electric companies, because they won't cut a tree on private property. Wow. Oh. So we were just with James Mannion from FEMA. And I said to Mima, the Massachusetts, I said, my gosh, you must be swamped. He said, no, we can't go on private property. Wow. So What a huge problem. Unbelievable. So that means they got to have the tree companies come in. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, Susan's father couldn't go out and cut down his own trees no. off his wires. No. He can't walk with his cane never, and stand no. up, never mind, go cut so, down trees. So we cut down the little trees, not so little, but the you ones we could get to. 
Yes, Susan took pictures. And okay. Greg, you got to come with a chainsaw tomorrow. But, but the ones that are up against the house is out of our league, so they have to hire a real company with cranes and all that stuff, and they got to come right away. They're working around the clock, folks. And from years of experience doing estimates after disaster areas from the fence and landscape business I was in, you know, take pictures. The most important thing you can do before you start your tree removal, take pictures and call your insurance company. Get it in right away. The adjusters are going to be swamped, but they'll get to you. But get it in right away. So Yeah, uh, yeah make the call right away. And go to the shelter tonight. If you're cold, go to the shelter tonight. In the morning, they'll get breakfast. They'll charge your phones. Um, you know, you can go to the bathroom. Whatever you need to do, it's there. So please go to the gymnasium at One Wildcat Way in Weymouth, number one. And before we got to go, um, George Ponce has his coffee at the American Legion Post on Hollis Street, and that's from 9 to 10.30. And Are you sure it's being held tomorrow? Are you sure they got power? I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. Go there anyway, and if they're not there, come to the South Shore Hospital, and I'll throw some cookies Go at over you. to my Riley's right next door, yeah. and uh, tell them uh, Veterans Voice sent you, we'll buy you a cup of coffee. Yeah, and my Riley's offered to host the Veteran Coffee while we were I there. Know. While we were I there. Know. Well, and at this point, folks, uh, Brother Chuck isn't here, but... He'd be yelling at all you vets out there that are thinking about uh, having some bad thoughts and, uh, you know, just just bear through the loneliness. Bear through these hard times. Nothing lasts forever. Uh, you, you, you men and women are, 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 are tough. You're the, you're, you're, you're the backbone of the United States. You've given us what, you, what, what we all enjoy and have today. So I would just say that... All of you folks out there, please reach out. Wolfie, can you recite the phone number for everybody uh, for the uh, Veterans Crisis Line? Because we don't need you to be alone. We have plenty of help listen, waiting for you to go. What's that number it's there, Wolfie? 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 at the prompt. You get a live person to talk to and uh, just call to chat. No problems. They're not going to ask you your name, address, phone number. Just give them a call. And uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Larry, for your help tonight. Take care, everybody. Be safe. And uh, next week, we get the folks from uh, uh, employees service and, uh, to the Guard and Reserves. Uh, we get a little presentation. We're getting a little award given to us next week. So uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, take care.